we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for June 21st, 2021. I have played things like this uh, in previous studies. I just think it's good to know this information. And this video is entitled, Ex-Game Gang Member Claims the Government Drops Off Crates of Guns and Bullets in Black Neighborhoods. I've talked about this many, many times. So, you know, they want to take away the legal firearms from pro-Second Amendment crowd, but they're actually dropping off illegal guns in neighborhoods, in black neighborhoods, to perpetuate more killing and more gang wars with the black races unfortunately this has been going on a long time and here's here's straight from a, a next gang member who uh is going to talk about this he's wearing i don't know if he's saved now he's wearing a jesus shirt i i don't know but um I, this is just good to understand the how wicked and corrupt certain factions of of the government have, have become hey, how y'all doing man um yeah my name is Lila. i'm broadcasting from las vegas nevada I broadcast today, and I'm focusing on... I'm sorry about the audio quality. It's not the greatest. Um, the situation in Chicago, man. Chicago is the main place they do this that I've heard. And I don't know if it goes on in other cities. It probably does. But Chicago is the place I've heard it. And again, you've got more deaths there, more, more murders, um, day in, day out, than any place in, in America, from, from, what I, from the statistics I've seen. It's the murder capital of, of America from Chicago, born and raised there. I ran those streets in Chicago and changed my life. But I want to kind of make people aware of some things that you don't know because you've never really been out there, then you wouldn't know it. And it's going to be hard to believe, but myself for a fact and several others that I ran with know this to be the truth. Uh, growing up in Chicago in the early 90s, the same situation was happening. I've been in Chicago where a person came into my house and knocked on the door to come and get me early in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, and said, uh, come with me, man, it's, it's a crate of guns in the alley. And I got up and ran out there, and sure enough, there was a crate of guns. And during that time when we in it, you're not thinking about where did the guns just come from? You know, you, you never think about that type of stuff, like where did the guns come from and why are they here? But now that I'm older, kind of tell you that it's a diabolical plot. Nothing is stopped. The, gun, the guns are still there. The guns are still being placed in these different strategic communities. It's a plan. It's not out in Bridgeview. It's not out in, you know, uh, West Mountain. You know, they, they're putting it in the hundreds for sure. Yeah, they're putting it on 55th. They're putting it in Inglewood. You know, 6.30 in the morning, why older people that's at work. That work. I think what he means, they're putting it in, in black neighborhoods, particularly ones that have a lot of gang activity. You know, you sleep. You're not outside. So, you know, you got the street walkers and the people that's out. You know, they hustling and they out all types of day. Yeah, they're the ones that's going to run across them. And who would go and tell the police? I never went, and went to go tell the police when we found some guns. That don't even make sense. Why would you go tell the police? You know, so people are wondering why so much violence. You know, think about it. 
Okay, the police are locking people up constantly in Chicago every single day. They're taking guns off the street every single day, every day. So how is it that all of these guns just keep appearing? Where are all the guns coming from? Nobody's going to the gun store buying these guns. So where are all these guns? Now, this is the part, another part that you don't know. I was so used to having exotic guns that I thought that that was the norm. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying far as, I don't know if you know, are you familiar with guns, but a fully automatic handgun is almost impossible to get. Right. You know what I'm saying? Fully automatic handgun. Meaning you pull the trigger and that it's like a machine gun. Uh, which, you, you yeah, I, I, I've seen them, but it's typically you've got to have some special, super special license to have one. And they're highly modified and and but I've, evidently that's one of the normal things they just place there well i mean you can kill more people if you can just pull the trigger and have you know if it's like a glock or something have like 14 15 16 shots come out uh a fully automatic assault rifle you know that's not common it may sound common but that's not common a uzi that's fully automatic that's not common so I was so used to having because they wanted the blacks to have maximal killing power of other blacks they would put fully automatic guns there that would make it most conducive to have the most killing because our government loves us so much everything in, in the area that i knew of was fully it shot fully automatic fully so me being 17 and 18 and in my 20s i was so naive that I believe that's how awful guns was. That's all he ever knew. I mean, fully automatic. I mean, I've never even shot a fully automatic gun, and I grew up around, I mean, guns everywhere. My dad was a, for Florida, high-level combat pistol shooter. And I mean, I, sometimes he'd be in there, you know, for hours and hours and hours reloading ammo uh 45 acp ammo and, and 223 ammo and he'd go out to the range sometimes and spend hours and hours out on the range going through over a thousand rounds of ammo getting better at what he was doing he was very good um uh, with a 45 caliber um handgun and then really then it went to i think they were called supers i forget the the caliber he he had all these trick competition guns and uh, we had guns like all over the place, so that's kind of how I grew up. I've seen so many different exotic guns on the street, running around in different areas with the guys just running around. I thought that, that was the norm. So now I'm an older gentleman. I'm out here, you know. I switch my life around. I'm living right, you know. So now I'm clearing my name up and got my record sealed. And I'm going to the gun shop and I'm going to the shooting range, shooting like I'm supposed to. And I'm going to gun stores and I'm asking for certain guns and they looking at me like I'm crazy. Like I made that gun up. These are guns that I've seen several times in different areas that the gun store is saying, huh? That, how would that be on the street? That's something that you would have to get specialized, customized. You see what I'm saying? Well, they have a special license to even have it. Guns on the streets of Chicago. And my point to you is, yeah, we can't try to make an excuse for the kids out there shooting it. It ain't all kids, but we can't make an excuse. But I want you to look at the bigger picture. Where are they getting the guns from? Right. 
it's not one or two areas. It's not, it's not one or two areas. It's everywhere. In the urban community is what I'm telling you. They're not dropping them out there in Hillcrest. They're not going to be out there. You check in them hundreds. You check on the low end. You check in the, in the harder city, in the inner city. That's where they're dropping all the guns at. That's where all the killings is happening at. Okay, so I, I just wanted to play a little bit there and kind of give you, you know, I've, I've talked about that before, and that goes on about for about another five minutes where he just reiterates what's going on there. Uh, next report, anti-white hatred exploding. So let's go ahead and listen to this. Let's just call it what it is. The system hates white people. It's just what it is. And everybody wants to call it everything other than that. They want to call it everything other than what it is. Right. You may hear conservatives talk about cultural Marxism, critical race theory. That's the new one. Got to ban critical race theory, CRT. And critical race theory has Marxist origins. It's socialism, it's communism, it's anti-Western, it's anti-Western civilization, anti-Western culture. Conservatives even will call it anything other than what it is, because it's not politically correct to say what it is. You can't utter it in polite society, but we all know what it is. It's racial. It's racial hatred. They hate white people. This little boy, Cash Gurnan, was murdered, dragged out of his bed, in the middle of the night in his home and murdered outside his house in the street by a black man because he was white. That black guy killed a white boy because he was white. And this black guy hated white people. That's why he did it. It was an act of hatred. It wasn't random. It was an act of racial hatred perpetrated by a black male against a white boy. And why is everybody so afraid to call it that? Of course that's what it is. What has been engendered in the population for the past two years? What's been engendered in the population for the past 30 years? other than anti-white hatred. What are people learning in the schools? When you go to grade school and you go to American history class, what do you learn about? In the new Howard Zinn curriculum, you learn about how white people genocided the indigenous Americans. White people enslaved black people and brought them over here. Once freed by whites, whites mistreated blacks by being racist towards them, terrorizing them with the Ku Klux Klan, segregating them, making them drink in separate water fountains. We hear about how white supremacist Nazis try to take over the whole world with their fascist ideology in World War II with Adolf Hitler. And, and it was white. It was because they were Aryan. It's because they were white supremacists, because they believed in racial purity of the Aryan race. That, that made them uniquely evil. They perpetrated the Holocaust against Jews. And that was by far and away the most obscene, worst genocide ever in the history of the world. And then when all was said and done, white people were racist to the Muslims that blew up the World Trade Center. White people are racist to black criminals and the police. Basically, people are bred from cradle until grave thinking that white people are uniquely evil people. And here's what they'll never talk about. And I, I've went over this before. And this has nothing to do with me, you know, like... This is no slight against any of my black listeners at all. Uh, <clears> There's <throat> nothing to do with them. 
it's just essentially what is never ever talked about regarding this subject okay this is just like one thing this is from this is from census.go quick facts um the white americans constitute the historical and current majority of the people living in the united states with 76.3 at least at the time of the writing of this 76.3 percent in the united states is white of the population identified as white in the 2019 united states census Black or African Americans were 13.4% of the census, okay? Then we have these statistics. Interracial violent crime incidents since 2018. By far, the, like off the scale, 547, over 547,000 black on white crimes committed in 2018 this is the source is bureau of justice statistics national crime victimization survey 2018 okay that's just from 2018 so you've got almost 550,000 black on white violent interracial crime black on white okay well what about what about white on black crime what is that 59,778. So it's a fraction. And yet, blacks only make up 13.4% of the population. And whites make up 76.3. If you take that into account, it's even more unbelievably, starkly off the scale. So according to the above interracial violent crime statistics, you are 9.166 times or 916.6% more likely to be assaulted by a black person if you are a white person than the reverse. Over 900% more likely. But if we factor in the fact that blacks only make up 13.4% of the population in the United States for 2019, and whites are 5.694 times that number at 76.3% of the population, if we factor that statistical fact into the above-mentioned numbers, you are actually 52.19 times or 5,000... 219% more likely to be assaulted by a black person if you're a white person living in America than the reverse happening. 5,219% more likely if you're a white person to be assaulted by a black than the reverse. Can't talk about these things though. Can't talk about them. Oh no, that's not politically. Oh, I'm being racist. No, I'm not. I'm I am citing Bureau of Justice Statistics National Crime Victimization Survey from 2018. <laughs> I mean, again, another 900 pound gorilla in the room that nobody will ever talk about. I've never seen a preacher talk about it. I've never. I, I've, there's been some books written on it, but rarely do I ever, you know, 
Here's another statistic, and just this is the blacks in London. Male blacks are 5% of London's population, only 5, but they commit 32% of all sex offenses, 54% of all street crimes, 59% of robberies, they're 5%, 67% of gun crimes. If we repatriated them, all the crime would fall by that amount. Now, I don't know if these are primarily blacks from like Muslim blacks from Africa. I don't know because that would be, you know, very, very high crime statistics. Candace Owens even came out about this. Murder of black on whites, and this was from 2013. According to the statistics we're looking at here, which is from FBI, Expanded Homicide Table number 6, and all these other U.S. Census Bureau, um, the statistic we're looking at here, the chart we're looking at here, according to these statistics, you are... 1277 and this was in the year 2013 it's probably more now you are 1277 percent more likely as a white person to be murdered by a black person than the other way around now remember this is not factoring in the fact that whites make up 76 percent of the population at least at the time and blacks only made up 13 it's not factoring that in so if you factor that in Again, that goes to probably six, seven thousand percent more likely. Okay. Again, can't talk about these things. Can't do it. You're you're a, a racist, bigoted white person. I'm going to talk about truth wherever I see it. I don't, and I'll make no apologies for it. it. Has nothing to do with me not liking black people. I've had a lot of black friends in my life. I have a lot of black listeners that I that I converse with. And I've got, in fact, I've got a whole document of my black listeners over the years emailing me when I get into this stuff and applauding me for doing it and saying it's true. I got a whole file. And you know why I have that file? For the, and it hasn't happened in a long time, for the rare instances I get a rebuke from a black listener. They're normally a new black listener and they're reading me the riot act how I'm a racist and how I how I'm whatever and I'm I'm whatever and, and this and that. And I send them that. And I'm like, well, these other black listeners of mine don't agree with you. But you're so brainwashed and so incapable of even receiving truth in statistical format that can't be refuted. Doesn't matter. Your mind's made up. Don't confuse you with the facts. Here's another one fact despite being outnumbered by whites um five to one according to fbi statistics from 2007 a black male is 40 times or four thousand percent more likely to assault a white person than in reverse now this was 2007 so these these stats have been proven in many different ways over the years these figures also show that interracial rape meaning black men raping white women and white men raping black women. Interracial rape is almost exclusively black on white. Oh, you really can't talk about that one. Never, ever, ever, ever. Never mention that, ever. You're a racist devil, especially as a white person. 
I don't care. Again, like I said, I don't care if they, they kill me. Whatever. I'm not going to stop putting out truth as, as long as I have a platform. I'm not going to apologize for it either. This, everything I'm telling you is all statistically backed up. It's just these statistics come out and they never make it to mainstream media unless you dig for them. This file I have on black crime statistics in the media silence is 52 pages long. And most of it, a lot of it is just links that take you to other reports that verify this. Just saying. Let's go back to this report. White people bear a special guilt for all the problems of this country, all the problems of every other group, and really like all the problems of humanity. And that's a guilt that is ancestral. It's not individual. Everyone has it. Yet all the statistics I just cited are totally, thoroughly, and utterly ignored as though they didn't ever happen or exist. It's just this one-sided, double-standard, hypocrisy-ridden world we live in. You only get one narrative, and that's it. One narrative that Satan wants to shove down your throat. And that's what we're seeing with this anti-white hatred. I'm not saying whites are perfect either. But this is so over-the-top and so out-of-control and so flagrantly obvious what they're doing. I'm going to point it out. And you can never overcome it. There's no, there's no clear way, discernibly, that you can ever overcome it and ever achieve equality with these non-white people. And it's as a consequence of this that these things are becoming more and more common. White people are being dehumanized. And when white people are dehumanized, black people are going to start killing white people because they see them as less than human. Which will make those statistics go even more ballistic <laughs> you know i mean if as the as the anti-white hatred rises all those stats are going to just keep going up and more through the roof all by design on purpose divide and conquer just all part of the plan and other people are going to start killing white people because they see them as less yeah, than human absolutely how much do you want to bet that this uh Whatever. Sorry about this music playing in the background. I don't, I don't know why he would do a recording like that. Is Darren Brown, whatever, was radicalized by the media into thinking that white people are racist and responsible for his suffering, not just as a black man, but as a gay man, too. And that he committed this crime in retaliation for that perceived prejudice, perceived hatred against him. That's the consequence of all this anti-white hatred and dehumanization in the media, education system, and it's even enshrined in the law systematically through the government. I mean, what do you think affirmative action is? And a lot of white people don't want to talk about it now. They don't want to address it. They want to pretend that that's not the case because, honestly, I think a lot of white people think that it's beneath them. I think that white people think that it's our job to be better, to strive towards a post-racial society, that, that we ought not to notice race, and we should try not to notice race, that it's a good thing to aspire to to not notice race. I think that white people are under the impression that to, to be cognizant of race and to mention it and act like it matters is, uh, is beneath us, like it's backwards, it's regressive, it's primitive. 
and a big part of that too is because white people yeah and then there's this narrative no black people cannot be racist cannot and again a, a black lady putting this out and it's just it's the it's the most insane thing you've ever heard I think internalized a lot of what the media says about and again then, then here's another a report by a black lady that says yes my dear all white people are racist so it's like they're judge jury and executioner all rolled up into one they say whatever truth is and because they're black and a white person doesn't want to go against that and, and be accused of being a racist they just have to accept that I've seen these things where they have like these black uh, groups forming and white people show up and they basically make them recite all these prayers. I've, I've reported on that before, recite all these things about how we're so sorry that we're basically such scum and we treated you horribly and and all this stuff and, and you know, basically like bow down and, and kiss my feet and worship me and it's just it is absolute total insanity what i've seen go on regarding the subject which is that well we're on top of the world so what do we really have to complain about but here's the problem this is not going to be a white country forever and it's not going to be a white country for very much longer in a lot of places it already isn't oh yeah they're, they're making sure that with what's going on at the border and in a lot of ways it already isn't a white country anymore and as the percentage and proportion of white people diminishes in america relative to non-white people it's going to become more and more of a problem for white people that non-white people don't like us it's just that simple yep. just think about it in these simple terms the media attacks white people they say that white people cause the suffering of non-white people Increasingly, non-white people don't like white when, people. When it's, them, when it's them and their controllers that are the main constituent behind the, the, the mass amount of suffering that goes on in the world. When you look at like the Illuminati and the globalist and the elite, they're the ones causing it. They're the ones causing the division. It's not white people. It's not black people. It's not. It's them. They're, they're doing. They're creating all these narratives. They're creating a lot of these situations um, with the black races. And... and all of these horrible narratives that you see portrayed all they're the ones doing it but again they're trying to point the finger at everybody so we'll fight amongst ourselves and beat each other's throats and hate each other nobody talks about that but we know that non-white people largely regard white people with suspicion distrust in some cases just don't like them hate them nobody wants to say that people are very comfortable talking about racism against blacks or other non-whites but nobody i don't know man I, i've always tend to get along blacks really good <laughs> blacks typically if i'm around blacks they typically tend to really like me i'm just telling you flat i don't want to brag but i just think they know that i'm not i'm real you know and i'm not i'm not whatever i don't know i just i tend to really i don't know I, I i just haven't had i mean granted i think it was in elementary school it was different but when it became an adult or whatever i don't know it just hasn't been my reality it's about the the distrust nobody talks about the resentment that non-white people have for white people in the country i took i took three black guys to an independent fundamental <laughs> um thing i spoke at 
at Pastor Slattery's church in Bellevue, Florida, okay? I was the only guy, they were the only blacks there, and I brought all three of them, okay? That's how prejudiced I am. And I drove with them all the way from Fort Myers to there, and it's like a three and a half hour drive, if not more. So that's how prejudiced I am, okay? So. Not everybody, but it is a lot of people, and everyone knows that. As the population becomes less and less white, and as the people in charge of the country and the people enforcing the laws of the people of the country, in charge of the country, become less and less white, that's going to matter a lot more. Uh, he's showing all this footage of black on white stuff, and it's horrible, but... Um, yeah, I just want, I wanted to kind of just touch on that because you, you can't get away from all the anti-white stuff going on right now. It's such a huge important thing in Satan's cog in this whole satanic agenda that you just can't get around. Um, next report, why world famous soccer player Ronaldo hates Coca-Cola. I thought this was pretty cool what happened here and uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this. A clip of Portuguese football legend Ronaldo moving bottles of Coca-Cola out of the way at a press conference before urging everyone to drink water. Oh, you haven't? Here it is. So this guy, I, I don't really know much about him, but he's a real high-level, big-time soccer player. And he's he really is, I guess, really emphasizes taking care of your body. And he's one of their golden boy. And he's at this, you know how they always do product placement when they're like in front of a, a microphone where there's literally two bottles of Coke in front of him. And he's speaking at this thing. I don't know if there was a soccer game that just took place. And he moves, I think he moves both of them out of the view and then he puts a bottle of water there. Yeah, he takes them both now. He moves them out, out of view. I love this. And then he puts a bottle of water and he holds it up. Like, the stunt wiped this. billions off Coca-Cola's market value oh. based. But why did Ronaldo do it? Well, it's not woke Coke. Oh, how how horrible! But I mean, a guy like that can start putting thoughts, a good thoughts like that, and people said, like, yeah, why am I why am I drinking this this sugar water that rots my teeth and gives me diabetes and 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 I mean spikes my blood sugar and makes my pancreas hypersecrete insulin and made with you know high fructose corn syrup that is just so bad for you on so many levels out of gmo corn which is which is where they derive it from then there's the phosphoric acid in there that will um you know uh rot your teeth out and do a lot of other bad things i mean there's there's so many bad things that you could look at with coke and then then you get into even the diet versions which are even worse because there's more chemical laden Rocket science, is it? But the display did provide an opportunity for a refresher on exactly why Coca-Cola is so harmful. Ronaldo is a machine. He's 36 now, which is old for a footballer, but he's still at the top of his game. Primarily because he doesn't fill his body with absolute crap. And given that he looks like this, no homo, his protein-rich... Yeah, he looks like he's carved out of granite. Um, and it's showing his heat six meals a day. Which, honestly... The thing is, is they're very, very, um, when you eat small meals like that, and especially if you're working out and training, 
what happens is is it's much there's a much lower likelihood that your body's going to store those meals as fat because they're smaller meals they're not gigantic meals he doesn't have like i don't know it says breakfast ham and cheese with low-fat yogurt then snack avocado toast then chicken and salad for lunch and th these are like what he eats and he's not eating a high quantity of food but he's eating high quality food at like a lower um a lower quantity which when you eat that way especially if you're training your body doesn't near as tend to store that as fat okay so and i understand that's not practical for everybody to but a lot of uh like bodybuilders and people like that eat that particular way uh because well again if you're bodybuilding you're trying to feed the muscles and with protein and if you're just doing it three times a day a lot of times your muscles aren't getting enough protein six meal a day diet which includes lots of chicken and fish is probably worth adopting but this isn't the first time that ronaldo took a sideswipe at coca-cola during an interview at the dubai globe soccer awards he slammed junk food and said it pisses him off when he sees his son drinking coke i'm hard with him sometimes because he he drink coca-cola and fanta sometimes and he you know i'm and i'm so that's him speaking with him i'm I'm fight with him and when he chips and fries and everything, you know, I don't like it. Even my, my small kids, when they, they eat chocolates, they always look to me and, you know. Did you know that a single can of Coca-Cola contains 10 teaspoons of sugar? That's insane. You're only supposed to consume six teaspoons in an entire day. Sugary drinks like Coke. <laughs> There's so many people. The, and then you're not even talking about the aluminum can and leaching, leaching aluminum. You're not talking about the fluoridated water, the fluoridated and chlorinated water, tap water that they use to make Coke with. Okay, I mean, and then the phosphoric acid is leaching the aluminum off the side of the can. So now you're getting the aluminum, which plaques up the brain and causes Alzheimer's and all kind of fun stuff. I mean, again, I could, I've done teachings on this. You can reference them where I get into it in, in more detail. But um, yeah, I mean, there, there are certain things that you're not even gonna hear there that makes this all the more more horrific. Don't make you feel full, which exacerbates weight gain. It's pretty ironic that the product once contained trace amounts of cocaine because Coca-Cola yeah. literally has the same effect on the brain as heroin. It stimulates dopamine centers in the brain, which gets you addicted and triggers the urge to drink more Coke. Benzene molecules and process. They want repeat customers, just like the medical pharma cartel. That's why they want to get you on their drugs. So why they want to vaccinate you at birth because they know it's going to make you sick. And when you're sick, you go to the MDs if you're in that particular thing, and then they start prescribing drugs. They want lifetime customers. They want sick a sick weekly lifetime customer that they can vampirize off put their drugs in them, which all cause side effects, then you gotta take more drugs to counteract those, all by design, all for the profit model. It's reoccurring revenue, which is what the medical pharma cartel's based on. Or like for heart disease, you know, don't, don't fix your diet, don't do chelation. Don't actually take the nutrients that actually support your heart and your kidneys and your liver and these types of things that are, are other areas that you need to support if you're trying to support the heart. And that's a little complicated, but I've got a newsletter that explains it. No, you wouldn't want to do that. No, take drugs to mandate things happen in the body. 
that will actually further deplete your nutrient stores of things like CoQ10. Oh, that's what statins do. The cholesterol drug? Yeah. They just take your CoQ10 down to nothing, which then sets you up for a nice big massive heart attack. All by design. They love those repeat customers. The way cholesterol has been demonized. Before it was like anything below 300, then it became 250, then 200, then 180, then I don't even know what it is now. Probably zero. You have zero cholesterol. Do you realize you have to have cholesterol to make all the hormones in your body? The sterile portion of cholesterol is how we make hormones. So guess what? You artificially manipulate your cholesterol down to, to levels that are unnatural. Like for a lot of people, that's below 200. For a lot of people, it's below 250. You artificially do that with a statin. The word statin means stop. You stop making CoQ10, which you got to have for a healthy heart. Well, when not only are you setting yourself up for a massive heart attack, but now you can't make hormones anymore because you don't have enough cholesterol. So you go crazy. Now you got to get on Prozac or whatever else they're going to put you on. One thing perpetuates another, perpetuates another. That's how the medical pharma cartel is set up. It's a scam. There's a whole books written on the cholesterol, the cholesterol myth by U.D. Rastafan, I believe. I'm probably butchering his name, but it gets all into it, man. What you need to be far more concerned about is not your cholesterol number, unless it's above like 300 and your other blood lipids are way out of whack. You have high HDLs and low, I'm sorry, low HDLs and high LDLs and high triglycerides and high C-reactive protein and like homocysteine is out of balance. Okay, those are far more important than total cholesterol. But all we need to focus in on is total cholesterol when that's the most important thing that you have it in the right supply. But again, even if you have... Um, Let's say you did have high, it was even too high, or and your LDLs were out of balance. There's natural things you can do for all that. And if you're plaqued up, you, you do, if you can, IV chelation. And if not, do oral chelation, or the suppositories that I've talked about. I'd go against a heart surgeon any day. Give me 100 patients that are, that are cardiac, okay? That aren't like on death's doorstep where they got to have open heart surgery like next week. Give them to me for a year, and we'll and and the, and the, they do what I tell them to do. Guaranteed, I'll blow any any cardiac MD out of the water because he's using a flawed premise. He's trying to drug their body into good health. Can't happen. Then what happens is when the drugs can't mask everything and then you try to sweep things under and you're so plaqued up you finally have that massive heart attack or maybe you've been on statins and your coq tends to nothing you have that massive heart attack well then yeah then you are an open heart surgery candidate or angioplasty or whatever all by design on purpose reoccurring revenue do you see how this is all part of their business model every bit of it what well what if it's my valves what if i've got well there's specific things you're probably deficient in i understand there's congenital issues i get it i understand and i'm not saying surgery is never necessary but the vast majority of the time it is not and that's one thing that's just one thing 
and I can't, I mean, I don't take on new patients. I can't do it. I just, I've got newsletters I give out to people. I'm so busy right now that, I mean, I, I can't even, I've never been more overwhelmed with inquiries about this and that. And I'm almost, I'm almost to the point where I'm not going to be able to do, take on any more, even supplement sales. Like I'll just have to have my, my customers I had. Because I'm, I'm almost to the point where I can't do a lot more. I can always recommend, though. I can give out newsletters. And I'm not quite saying them to that point yet, but man, it's <laughs> trying to run this ministry, trying to do these four or five hour audios, trying to do all the uploads, trying to create the PDF every week, trying to answer all these questions that are constantly pouring in about biblical things, about health issues, about, I mean, so one person could only do so much. Then trying to just live my normal life. When energy's never been like my strong suit. Yes, we all battle different things, you know. Ugh, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's, I'm about maxed. Um, so anyway, let's, let's listen to the rest of this. Coke ingredients like high fructose corn syrup cause higher blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and obesity. High fructose corn syrup is also specifically linked with an increase in belly fat. Fructose also increases uric acid levels, leading to gout, mm -hmm. the symptoms of which are inflammation and joint pain. Problems with sleep, memory, and motor coordination, and decreased kidney and liver functions are all linked with Coke consumption. Researchers also found that high blood... A lot of these, a lot of people drink like two, two liters of it by the day. Or whatever their their favorite Mountain Dew. I do my two two liters every day. Or up here they have this thing called Sundrop. It's kind of like Mountain Dew. It's all high fructose corn. I mean, I don't understand how people live. If I lived that way, I would have been dead so long ago. I, I mean, I'm serious. I would have been dead. I can't get away with this stuff. I'm not saying that I'm Mr. Super Clean and I never cheat or whatever. But man, the, the way the average person lives, like when I go to the grocery store and I see what's in their carts, I'm like, I would have been dead long ago. Bye-bye, see you later. I, I, I don't know, people a lot, most people are a lot tougher than me, I guess. That's all I can say, because I can't, I can't even envision doing that consistently. I couldn't take it. It increases the risk of developing dementia. Coke is also terrible for your skin. The sugar causes it to become dehydrated, causing aging and acne. Excessive Coca-Cola consumption can also lead to hypokalemia, which causes serious problems with muscle function. Not great for an athlete. Coca-Cola contains virtually no essential nutrients, no vitamins, no minerals, no fiber. You're essentially just pouring well, it's sugar. It's really made to deplete all your nutrients, is what it's meant to do, just like drugs do. These types of hollow foods and drugs, what they do is they deplete your body of your vitamins, of your minerals, and things like that. And then they keep depleting it and depleting it. If you're not putting anything back, it's like whipping a tired horse. And eventually things start to just give out. Down your gob. In fact, the phosphoric acid in Coke actually starts washing nutrients and vitamins out of your body. 60 minutes after you've had the drink. But what about Coke Zero? No sugar, right? Yeah, and what about aspartame? You might want to look into yeah. that. Yeah, aspartame, uh, saccharin, sucralose. Here's just some of the side effects. Migraines, dizziness, cancer, breathing problems, toxic liver, diarrhea, bloating, nausea, nerve damage, eczema, toxic kidneys, lung problems, hypothyroidism, altered taste buds. Well, it tricks your taste buds. 
into into and and it's also very addictive. They, there's addictive components to these things, which again, it's all about reoccurring revenue, uh, headaches. And I, again, I've done whole sections on if you can sucralose, if you can aspartame. I've probably done stuff on saccharin. Just key that in in the keyword search box, and and most likely you're going to find a newsletter or many newsletters and or uh, audios that I've done. For yourself. There's also a myriad of ethical reasons not to drink Coke. The company continually virtue signals its support for far left extremist organizations yes. like Black Lives Matter, while literally lobbying against a bill to ban imported goods from China made by slave labor. Coke lobbied against Northern's bathroom law as discriminatory to LGBT people while simultaneously doing business. Anything wicked, evil, Coke is going to be behind it. Just like Nike, just like most of corporate America big businesses, they're going to be totally in lockstep with pure evil. In countries where being gay is literally illegal, they also facilitate the cancer that is critical race theory by forcing employees to undergo brainwashing re-education courses that train them to be, quote, less white. Personally, I was able to avoid drinking Coke or Pepsi for more than a decade. Okay, so I had to cut that. He, he said the F word. I didn't, I don't know. I try to listen to these before I put them on air, but maybe I hadn't, I don't know, maybe that one got by me or whatever. So I had to like stop it there, edit that out, and now I'm, I'm continuing on. I can't, I can't be letting that stuff in my teachings. Uh, I, I don't understand why people just can't keep it clean when, when they're in audios. I, I, it, just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Because you're immediately going to lose a certain segment of your audience when you start throwing cuss words and F-bombs. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, so um, next report. Can fulvic acid help with demagnetizing the unvaccinated and its importance? Now... Got this from a longtime listener this week, Leslie, and she said to me, a friend of mine on Facebook also had these magnets sticking to her chest. She is a nurse and did some research. Now, um, she had no COVID test and no kill shots, just so you know. So we're talking no vaccine. Now, I don't know if she ever has, ever has ever had vaccines ever, but she's had no COVID vaccines and no tests. So, but she had these magnets sticking to her chest like I've had a lot of other um, listeners email me and say, hey, I've never been vaccinated or I haven't been vaccinated with COVID and these magnets are sticking to me or silverware sticking to me, like all these things you're seeing online, just like they are the vaccinated. So again, like I said last week, I'm it's a work in progress. I'm not a 100% sure how to deal with that. So I'm kind of letting things play out but she did say this this was her nurse friend that had the magnet stick in her she found that fulvic acid um was helping her with this and she sent me a sample because within days when she started using it the magnet stopped sticking to her chest okay that's pretty see that's the stuff i like to know i i that's objective if you're taking the same magnet and it was sticking to your chest three days ago and now all of a sudden it's not well then and it's consistently not then that's a pretty objective finding it's not only meaning it's not objective is like factual base subjective is like my my opinion of something okay i mean it's either gonna stick or not <laughs> so uh she said i just thought you'd like to know this i'll tell you if it works for me 
And she, like me, had no COVID tests and no kill shots. So Leslie hasn't had that either. But she's she's got this, the, the stuff sticking to her too. So then I just got this update today from her. And she began drinking the fulvic acid on the 14th, which was six days ago. Magnets still sticking to my chest and coins, but not silverware and not that huge serving spoon that was sticking to her before. So she's already starting to notice a difference. She said, I have tons of energy and I had chap lips that would not heal for years. Nothing worked. Three days after drinking this stuff, smooth lips, no chopping. Whoa. Okay. Thank you again so much for your hard work. And then my, now, I will say when I did it, I have these tiny neodymium magnets. They're like, uh, like a flat, they're like in the, like a little flat plate shape, but they're, I mean, they're, they're wee little, they're like a centimeter. Okay. Now, if there's anything that's going to stick to you, it's going to be a small, flat neodymium light magnet, meaning the weight is already so low that if there's anything that it's attracted to in your body, especially a neodymium magnet, which is, the, which is like, there, there's like regular magnets, like the magnets on your refrigerator. And then there's neodymium, which are a whole other level. And then there's different grades of them. But neodymium magnets are much stronger than normal magnets. Okay. I had, I had, um, I've got a whole little roll of little neodymium magnets and I was trying them and the only place they would stick was on my collarbones. I had another listener tell me that too. Their collarbones, it was sticky. Now, again, you look at, okay, what is bone? Okay, well, bone, you've got the outside layer, which is like the harder calcium-based um, part of it, okay? And you've got the inner layer, which is like the bone trabeculi, which is where you think of as bone marrow, okay? Which is where, one of the place where like blood is processed and made, okay? In the bone marrow. Well... You would think that in bone, you would have a higher iron level because if you're making blood, red blood cells, well, what do red blood cells transport? I mean, one of the things is iron. So iron is a magnetic metal, essentially. Okay. So it would make more sense to me for magnets to be sticking to bone because there's already, at least in the bone, in the inner bone itself, there is a higher level of iron. Now, I'm speculating there. Okay, I'm not speculating on what I just said. I'm just speculating, is there enough iron there to actually draw a magnet? Well, for me, on my collarbones, it did. That's the only place in my body that this little neodymium magnum would stick. I've been on the fulvic acid and I, I've had this one for a long time. I just kind of took it so hit or miss and I've got over like 200 products. So, I mean, um, sometimes I'll order something and I'll take it for, and then I forget about it and that type of stuff. Well, I went back on it and, um, and I'll tell you about that one in a second. I would say that today it's about 50% better. I've been on it three or four days and 
Whereas the neodymium magnet was sticking every time to basically all parts of the collarbone that I stuck it to, today it was actually started to fall off. Now it was sticking in some spots still, but on a lot of the spots it just fell off. And I'm talking, I'm leaning over. I'm, I'm like making gravity pull it off me. I'm not doing like a, a, a lot, some of these videos online, it's almost like they're using, like they're standing upright and they're using like their shoulders and certain muscles as almost like little ridge points where the spoon, granted, I'm not saying there's not a, a, an attraction there, but they, they're not letting gravity do its full thing in some of those videos, okay? They're, they're, they're taking advantage of, of some other things that if you just totally let gravity pull on something it's going to fall off you like a lot of these spoons and these things that they're using i was doing that with the neodymiums and before they were sticking and now i'd say it's about 50 percent better already and i've only been on the fulvic acid for three or four days so i know that's not like whatever the most definitive thing in the world but i had a lot of people email me about this and a lot of people are really freaked out over this so all I'm saying is that it couldn't hurt. And fulvic acid is really, really good for you anyway. My response to her was, I, I said, that's very, that is a very important product and I was planning on bringing it into my line. So I'm gonna have this one in stock from now on. And it's the one, one of the brands I use, Trace Minerals. And it's a liquid ionic fulvic acid and it's got 72 trace minerals in it. Now what fulvic acid, one of the main things it does is it, is if you take it with something, it will drive the vitamins and minerals or whatever is present with it into the cell. And it, it helps you detoxify, it helps to, to drive things into the cell. There's a lot of things it does. I'll just give you a product description. The ionic fulvic acid is a rich concentrated liquid supplement that provides 250 milligrams of fulvic acid solution, fulvic acid solution per serving, plus a concentrated 72 full spectrum ionic trace minerals plus it also has magnesium and chloride in there as well uh fulvic acid may help support and maintain healthy functions in the body including the following digestion ph balance energy production hydration cellular integrity enzyme activity muscle endurance and stamina and the one i carry is non-gmo certified vegan gluten-free rated america's number one trace mineral blend Third-party tested to give you the highest quality product. Um, we use best manufacturing products to keep you safe. And, I mean, I looked this up online and um, to see some verified purchases of what the people are saying. And it had an extremely high rating. I mean, it's close to five out of five stars as I've seen. The one... Uh, Bill Noldy guy said with a degree in biological science I can testify to the extraordinary benefits of fulvic acid in plant and mammalian metabolic functions this product is for my personal use now this is the exact one that I'm carrying this is the one I just described to you if you take vitamins and eat food you need fulvic acid for best absorption of the active ingredients fulvic acid is an organic chelating agent which is a material that helps molecular nutrients move through the cell walls better so it just makes everything you're doing work better if you're on any kind of supplement regime it's just going to work better uh another one grover like grover from sesame street anyway grover 
he gives it five out of five stars and he says verified purchase he says after three days i can honestly say the 72 year old is feeling much better i'm headed back to the gym as my energy levels are up this is a product i can feel the difference in cynthia carlson five out of five stars she says very helpful for my immune system health due to my autoimmune disease with flu season i've been able to stay healthy happy with this product then another one anthony e five out of five stars verified purchase he says this stuff is amazing many people don't know the power of this combined with the best natural chelators raw vitamins and perfect diet exercise you can come combat and win any human disease which is what i was talking about earlier that concept of take control of your own health don't 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 go to an md that has the average life expectancy of like 51 or something and 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 expect to get any kind of good nutritional they're not trained in it guys they have zero to three hours in their whole medical career why would they the medical pharma cartels own the hospitals have since like the 20s essentially they own the colleges they're getting trained in or have heavily heavy heavy influence in them why would they want you to go that route of natural route it's a direct it's a direct um in direct competition to the medical pharma surgical um thing it's a direct competition to that another guy tyler rogers five out of five stars verified purchase i noticed about 15 to 20 minutes after taking one dose with a glass of water that i have more grounded energy takes time for you to feel that though it has to build up in the system so there's you know there's five different things there and again you can get it you can get it on amazon you get it on i'm sure probably ebay i'm gonna have it you know um anyway so good stuff it's really really good stuff and i've i've, I've had very good um that's a very good company too that's making it as you can see now let's go further uh a list a long another long time listener and he says the covid vaccinated spike protein shedding is causing the vaccinated and the unvaccinated to have kidney problems and losing their sense of taste and smell among many other horrible symptoms and he says get this and this is from aj a very long time listener and customer of mine he said we didn't know anyone sick for the last year or more once they started giving the vaccine now everyone we know is sick imagine that yeah because of all the the spike protein shedding among other things i mean there's probably other mechanisms lots of kidney problems once you've been infected by the vaccinated person it seems mm, okay it's good to know i wasn't fully aware of that whatever it causes you to start manufacturing taxes out your kidneys that's what people are getting here anyway at least so that's what they're really getting then he went and researched this and this came from uh kidney symptoms from covid from one of their official sources can covid cause kidney failure research suggests that up to half of the people hospitalized with covid19 get an acute kidney injury now really the only ones being hospitalized with it now are the vaccinated that are you know where the spike proteins are being generated and uh they're being horrifically affected from the vaccine and or the people that they're shedding the spike protein to those comprise the people that are being hospitalized now primarily from from what i'm seeing we're going to get into that a little bit later if i can get to it so 
it says up to half the people hospitalized with COVID-19 get an acute kidney in injury. That's a sudden case of kidney damage and in some severe cases, kidney failure that happens within hours or days. It causes waste to build up in your blood and can be deadly. Yeah, because your kidneys filter waste. Okay, they're, they're what ultimately makes urea, which, you know, then is to urine and is stored in the bladder and then you pee. Okay, so the kidneys are extremely important for filtering the blood. And this evidently has a really heavy duty effect on the kidneys, at least what he's seen. High fevers and major, major lethargy, which means that you don't have any energy. And then he also says no taste or smell lasts about three weeks. Now, uh, do I get into this? I, I'm going to get into the no taste or smell in a second. Got another email from a longtime listener. And she said, I had COVID over a month ago. And now I'm losing an incredible amount of hair. And she was somebody that's actually been working in a lab where they're like processing uh, COVID tests, things of this nature. And she believes she got exposed to it really in the lab being in close proximity to this. Okay. And she said, I thought this summer was, this summer was, I thought this was summer shedding, meaning she's shedding her hair because it's getting warmer until today. When I washed it out today and an unbelievable amount of hair came out, it filled up a quarter of a small bathroom trash can, went into the trash when I combed it out. Does anyone know if this is related to COVID? It's not one of the listed symptoms. I have lost hair before during times of extreme duress or stress, but honestly, I did not feel that I was anywhere near that stressed out when I had COVID. My comment, usually hair loss in women over the age of 30, from my experience of dealing with patients since 1993, is related to either the liver or the thyroid. Okay. See the, see the attachments. I had gave her a couple attachments. One was on iodine and one was on the liver. Anyway, COVID may have depleted some of your reserves. Also, I have heard so much about people experiencing loss of taste and smell after getting COVID. Now, that's been going on since it started. Okay. People losing taste or smell or having their taste and smell really, really weird now. Like I just heard somebody the other day, everything smells like burnt tire. I mean, it's just really weird stuff. Okay. I just confirmed from my professional manual, and I already knew this. I just wanted to go back in and look at it, that low zinc can cause both loss of smell, taste, and also hair loss, among other things. Low zinc can do like, oh, here, I'll just, let me, let me just read this to you. So I've got, I've got a gigantic manual that's taken me really since 1993. I've actually got several manuals, but the main one, and it was mostly for standard process nutrients, which was the primary line that I carried for many years. Um, and I would make notes in these things and, and I would, it's really customized. It's, it's, it's probably one of the only ones like it on earth kind of, because you know, it's taken me so many years to put together on their zinc product um here's things that zinc is beneficial for healing prostate immune system uh optic nerve degeneration which is what i've got in my right eye from the glaucoma um macular degeneration acne uh, it's in it's important for insulin function uh lowered immunity poor skin and nail health 
uh, fatigue, loss of taste and smell. We already covered that. Poor growth development, blood sugar imbalances, anorexia, reduced appetite, delayed sexual development and maturation because it has a lot to do with particularly uh, male hormones uh, and testosterone. It's very important for testosterone. Night blindness due to its involvement with vitamin A metabolism. Uh, the primary thing for night blindness, though, would be something like beta carotene from, from hopefully a plant form, beta carotene, which is a form of vitamin uh, A. It's more of an activated form of vitamin A that is really good for night blindness and a lot of other things. And then infertility, dandruff, <clears throat> impaired nerve conduction, uh, hair loss, again, which is what we said there. Prostate enlargement, it's essential for prostate. Uh, it's part of my increasing testosterone protocol as well. Uh, Ted Brower talks a lot about, I think he's he has everybody on like 100 milligrams of zinc. That's quite, I wouldn't just do that ongoing. I'd give yourself some breaks and maybe not quite take that much because it's it's a mineral and you can take too much. And once you get your 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 tank's full, like if you have your tank in your car, it only takes... A little bit to keep it topped off. Um, psychiatric illness. It's also it also prevents conversion of DHT, which that's dihydro dihydrotestosterone, which is one of the main things that causes male pattern baldness. It prevents the conversion of DHT. Now I think once you're already there and you have male pattern bald, I don't know if this would help you. I don't know. It might. It couldn't hurt. But I didn't know that. Nettle root also does this. Uh, I guess prevents conversion to DHT. Anyway, uh, that's just and I've got the I've got two zincs. The primary one I I like is the one from Biotics. I probably sell more of that than just about any other product that I've got. It's not very expensive. It's I don't know, fifteen or sixteen a bottle, twenty five mig. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, here I'll just get a bottle. 25 megs of um, both zinc gluconate and zinc citrate, two really good forms per tablet. And that's already 227% of the RDA. Again, it's essential when dealing with any kind of viral issue. And again, you know, whatever viral component is with this COVID, this is why hydroxychloroquine works. Again, I don't advise taking hydroxychloroquine. It has horrific side effects. But the only mechanism that I've seen whereby which that stuff works is that it drives zinc into the cells. Now, if you don't have zinc in your body and you're depleted like most people and you take hydroxychloroquine, it will not work because there's no, there's no reserves to draw upon. That's why they know even the MDs that do this give you zinc and hydroxychloroquine together. Now, I think it's just far smarter forego the drug do the zinc do the vitamin c do the d3 do the selenium selenium is also highly antiviral uh do your calcium or whatever you feel convicted to do and then support your full immune system not just one aspect of it zinc's super important but again i mean i i probably want to do more than four tablets per day until you're better and then i go down to like maybe a couple you know but it's it's good for all these other things um, so anyway, that's just a little bit more there uh, about zinc. Now, let's go further. <clears throat> What's in your mask after you use it? 
A group of parents sent their kids face masks to a lab for analysis. Here's what they found. Now, this has been all over. Like, I, I've had so many people send me this from different sources. This was actually on Michael Savage on his website. Uh, we've been told for well over a year that widespread forced public masking should be implemented because even if only moderately to slightly to neg negligibly effective at curbing the spread of COVID-19, that there are zero drawbacks. What's the harm, they ask. It's only a minor inconvenience. They bleat like sheep. If it saves one life, it's worth it, they implore. Well, a group of Florida parents decided to find out for sure. Here's what their report said. This came out of Gainesville, June 16th, well, you know, four days ago. A group of parents in Gainesville, Florida, concerned about the potential harms from masks, submitted six face masks for it, to a lab for analysis. The resulting report found that five masks were contaminated with bacteria, parasites, and fungi, including three with dangerous pathogenic and pneumonia-causing bacteria. Uh, the analysis detected the following 11 alarmingly dangerous pathogens on the mask. Now, these masks, just so you know, the face masks studied were either new or freshly laundered before wearing and had only been worn for five to eight hours, um, like for that time, okay? So it wasn't like this is like some face mask that was on some wino for 14 days when he's out there in some drunken stupor or something. They were on kids that were, I believe, wearing them to school. They were either new or freshly laundered and had only been worn five to eight hours. Most during an in-person schooling by children in age six through 11, one was worn by an adult. Uh, anyway, so here's some of the stuff they found. And I'm not gonna go into detail on everything. Uh, but streptococcus pneumoniae, tuberculosis, Neisseria meningitis, which is gives you, can give you meningitis, some other things here that can cause encephalitis, another one that can cause meningitis, Estrichia coli, which is food poisoning, poisoning, uh, Borrelia burgdorferi, which causes Lyme dis Lyme's disease, and that's they they the guy that discovered Lyme's disease was Dr. Burgdorferi, and he actually endorses the Invive mild silver protein for Lyme disease. He actually, and I've got a whole file on it, on Lyme disease, and it has a, his picture, the whole nine yards. It's the only product he's ever endorsed for Lyme disease, as far as I know. And that's the guy that discovered it. Uh, then it, what? some other things that were on these masks. Diphtheria, Legionnaire's disease, Staphylococcus, Progenies serotype M3, which causes severe infections and high morbidity rates then staphylococcus aureus which is something that can also cause meningitis and sepsis half of the masks were contaminated with one or more strains of pneumonia causing bacteria one third were contaminated with one or more strains of meningitis causing bacteria one third were contaminated with dangerous antibiotic resistant bacterial pathogens in addition less dangerous pathogens were identified including pathogens that can cause ulcers uh, fever, ulcers, acne, yeast, infection, strep throat, periodontal disease, uh, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and more. So, I mean, yeah, this is just yet one more of what I've been telling everybody about these stinking devil masks. They, listen, I'm sorry, but this is this has changed my my thinking on these things totally. I don't think I don't think anybody should be wearing these things long term. I don't care if you're in a hospital or not. They they need they need to come up with some different way. This is insanity what we're dealing with here. There's got to be some other better way. 
okay and i mean obviously it's a total thing with the scamdemic i'm talking about people in hospitals that that are forced to wear these all the time and i said i've been warning about this for over a year um but what i was primarily warning about is what was already in the masks well to a certain extent at least but yes they're a breeding ground for dangerous pathogens see below and again i'm just going to kind of reiterate some of the stuff i've went over in the past u.s surgeon general doubles down this is when it first started okay this was in march 31st of last year 2020 u.s surgeon general jerome adams tuesday doubled down on his advice against healthy people wearing face masks to protect themselves from coronavirus saying that wearing one improperly can actually increase your risk of getting the disease uh, this goes on to say a 2015 study looked at medical students and the medical students wearing surgical masks touch their faces on average 23 times I don't know if that's per minute or what, but we know a major way that you can get respiratory diseases like coronavirus is by touching a surface and then touching your face, which is what the masks compel you to do. Probably because there's a there's an instinct in an instinct in us saying, I need to get this thing off my face. It's 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 cutting off my oxygen flow. I'm breathing in petrochemicals. This is not good for me. It's probably like a like an instinct that's kicking in, you know? the next point face masks do not protect the wear from transmission by others the american medical association just released a position paper on masks that said quote face masks should not be worn by healthy individuals to protect themselves from acquiring respiratory infections because there's no evidence to suggest that face masks worn by healthy individuals are effective in preventing people from becoming ill when was that said and when and where journal of american Me medical association or jama April 21st, 2020, volume 323, number 15. And there's a link to the report as well. Okay, so I'm not just making this stuff up. This is actually straight from the horse's mouth, right straight from the medical profession. Next point, face masks restrict the elimination of the virus, recirculating the virus back into the nasal, sinus, and upper respiratory passages. By wearing a mask, the exhaled virus will not be able to escape and will concentrate in the nasal passages, enter into the olfactory nerves, and travel into the brain. Well, that's where the cribriform plate is. Who said that? Russell Blaylock, MD. That was published on May 14, 2020 in Tech technocracy news and trends dr blaylock is a prominent retired neurosurgeon and author of several health related books next point constantly wearing a face mask causes you to breathe in your co2 your carbon dioxide at a far higher rate than if you were not wearing a mask this will eventually cause respiratory acidosis which is a condition that occurs when the lungs cannot remove enough of the carbon dioxide produced by the body Excess CO2 causes pH of the blood and other bodily fluids to decrease, making them too acidic. Initial signs of respiratory acidosis include headache, anxiety, blurred vision, restlessness, and confusion. Um, respiratory acidosis is also a form of stress that will cause your body to secrete higher levels of cortisol, which will weaken your immune system. Cortisol is a catabolic steroid that the adrenals produce, and it if produced in too high a quantity, it will weaken your own immune system and it is a catabolic steroid. The word catabolic means to tear down. You heard of anabolic, the kind of bodybuilders take, they build you up. Catabolic, granted, we need it in the right ratio in the body, but if it's secreted, if you're under a ton of stress, most likely you're going to hypersecrete the stuff and um, it's going to weaken your own immune system and just tear you, generally age you and tear you down. 
without treatment or other uh, other symptoms may occur. These include sleep. And this is for respiratory acidosis, sleeplessness or fatigue, lethargy, delirium, confusion, shortness of breath, and coma. Next point. Virus particles like COVID-19 are far too small to be filtered out by a standard face mask people are wearing. Relying on a face mask like this to filter out virus particles would be like putting up a chain link fence to keep out a swarm of mosquitoes. The best yet unpractical way to do this would be to wear a full face mask um, that covers the eyes because the eyes are a mucous membrane and it's ridiculous because if you have any kind of mucous membrane, the virus can get in through there. So to cover your face and not cover your eyes is just... It's an effort futility. It's just, it's not going to work. It's like you're leaving one area totally open and then you're supposedly covering the other. Um, and that's wearing a full face gas mask, essentially. Okay, with a rubber seal to the skin. And you can't have a beard if you got that either. But it's not practical. COVID, the COVID-19 virus can enter in through the eyes as was proven by the MDs in China. Okay, then the last point when wearing a synthetic mask, the person is filtering their air through a synthetic material that outgasses petrochemically derived constituents that most are, most are made from. The masked individual is then breathing in these aerosolized toxic chemicals. The masks are made by petrochemicals. From what I've heard, if you try to burn them, they melt most of the time. They don't burn like they're cotton masks. They burn because they're made of petrochemicals. They melt. That's a problem. Okay. Many of the sickest COVID patients already have various respiratory Ill illnesses and or chemical sensitivities. So putting a mask on them is like the worst thing you can possibly do. Then I had the report that I talked about before where they were putting them under microscopes and, and there was these nanoworms and stuff in them that were activated by the hot breath. Remember that? And then there was the other report that came out of Canada where they were finding there was graphene, which is an asbestos-like substance embedded in the masks that were being given to the school children up there. And I'm sure it's the standard light blue mask. It's probably ubiquitous. And the, and the kids were saying, well, it feels like when I wear these masks, it feels like I've got cat hair in my mouth after I do it for a while. Yeah, that's the graphene going in there, which is highly, highly toxic and asbestos-like in nature. It's just one part of the whole depopulation plan. Nothing to see here, though. Just keep moving. No big deal. Um, this last week, we they let the security certificate expire on the Invive site, the the uh, the uh, dr-johnson.com site, dr-johnson.com site, and it was a real fiasco. I had nothing to do with it, but they they really the the people getting it back online the, the site's probably being targeted i think is the point and they really really took their time getting it back online it's it's from i had one other person say it's still coming up blank i haven't had any other complaints um it works fine for me now uh but it it is for as far as i know it's back up and online i've, I've checked it two or three times already now what you might want to do what the the owner of Invive told me to tell everybody to do is to print out the DDR, the doctor's desk reference at that site, at the dr-johnson.com. And I give you a link here in the, in the thing too. If there's also a link, if you go to contendingfortruth.com and you scroll down on the right and it'll say mild silver protein, you can get to it from there too. You can click on that link. And um, the reason is, is because if they... I mean, obviously, Invive's been in the crosshairs for a long time. 
and it's just an eventuality before things probably get taken down. He's advising everybody to print out the doctor's desk reference. There's a little tab at the top you can click on, onto paper, because there will be a time when we're shut down completely. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea. I've also got it in Word doc format that I send out, um, but yeah, it's a good idea. What you could do is copy and paste it and then like reduce the font and, you know, clean it up some so that it's not like so many pages and you could probably save a whole bunch of printer paper if you do it that way now for some for some of the thing they have for some of the things they have listed up there i have much more complete protocols personally like for lyme disease and that that's a good one i have a whole newsletter on that one so sometimes that's the case though but it is a good thing to be able to reference and what was happening this week with the security certificate is you know, it was saying warning or whatever. This site is whatever insecure. And all you have to do is click on accept the risk because there is no risk. We're, we're not going to, they're, they're not going to try to whatever. And Vive's not going to do that. I mean, there's no risk. It's just the security certificate expired. Um, but that way you'll get to the site. And anyway, I just want to mention that real quick. Now let's keep going further here. Dr. Peter McCullough says COVID vaccines have already killed 50,000 Americans. Yeah, you heard that right. McCullough predicted that the United States is gearing up to force people into getting injections. And, in, and this just broke yesterday. No, actually today. In an extraordinary interview last week, Dr. Peter McCullough, a American professor of medicine and vice chief of internal medicine at Baylor University, declared that the world has been subjected to a form of bioterrorism. Now, all of this is linked. If you want to hear the interview, it's linked or whatever. It's all linked. Notice how what I'm giving you now is almost almost all coming from the medical, from MDs, neurosurgeons, whoever, right from the CDC. I'm giving you their statistics. This is what they're openly admitting to. So it's probably a whole lot worse, but, you know. And then this goes on to say Dr. McCullough made the explosive comments during a webinar on June 11th with Dr. Reiner Ful Fulmick, a German trial lawyer who believes the pandemic was planned and is a crime against humanity. He's also the one that's bringing that gigantic lawsuit against, I don't know if it's the CDC or something, I forget, but yeah, he's the one. This goes on to say that... Um, the doctor says, quote, we have we now have a whistleblower inside the CMS, which I believe is the Medicare system, and we have two whistleblowers in the CDC, the doctor revealed. We think we have 50,000 dead Americans. 50,000 deaths from the kill shot. We actually have more deaths due to the vaccine per day than certainly the viral illness by far. It's basically propagandized bioterrorism by injection. Dr. Peter McCullough, American professor of medicine, vice chief of internal medicine at Baylor University, just said that. No big deal. You know, 50,000 deaths. They, they shut the, the swine flu vaccine down in the 70s with 50 deaths. 50, 50,000, what's the big deal? They're the same, right? You know, what's working? It's, it's doing what it's supposed to do, which is kill people. They just don't want anybody to know it. Meaning the stats that we're getting, as bad as they are from the CDC, where we're like around 6,000 deaths now, 
they're, they're not even remotely accurate. And I've, I've given you all the different reasons why. But still, even at 6,000 deaths and over 300,000 adverse reactions, that's pretty stinking bad. Over an experimental gene therapy kill shot that is only here because of emergency use authorization that no messenger RNA vaccine was ever brought to successfully to a human trial because it killed all the animals in the animal trials? Yeah. But take the kill shot. And the church will tell you to take it too. Because they represent Jesus Christ on this earth, right? Wrong. For the most part, at least. How sickening. Talk about having no true love for the sheep. Good Lord. Anyway, um... McCullough said he believes the bioterrorism has come in two stages. The first wave being rolled out of the coronavirus and the second, the rollout of the dangerous vaccines, which he said may already be responsible for the deaths of up to 50,000 Americans. Well, isn't that wonderful? Isn't life grand? Okay, let's try to sneak another one in here. Uh, just one of the millions of success stories regarding the COVID bioweapon kill shot Former healthcare worker says there is no help if you suffer adverse effects from this vaccine. I like to bring things home every once in a while, really make this real to, to people. Like I, There's so many of these that there's no way I could play them all unless I just did that all day long and had, and had to study every day. Then I might be able to get them all in. So let's hear from this former healthcare worker. Hey guys, um, I'm back in the bed. I have literally shook today for about two and a half hours. So she shook today for two and a half hours after the kill shot. She's back in bed. Um, I sent a video earlier sitting in the doctor's room waiting to be seen, and my legs were just jumping all over the place. Um, so I've now developed eczema all over my hands and my arms that's something i've never had before i've never had any skin problems so um it just seems like there's something new going on with my body every day um i'm kind of struggling a little bit today um this weekend's been really difficult I travel to get some additional treatments that I felt were going to help. And I feel like I've taken 10 steps backwards. Um, right now, I don't even have a doctor. Except my primary care physician. Every neurologist that I've seen has completely blew me off the last neurologist that i was seeing i tried to make my fourth follow-up with him and was told that they just don't know what else to do for me so i asked for a referral to somebody else and i still haven't received that referral you see why i've got so much angst when i talk about the medical pharma cartel and the hospitals and the doctors because this is the norm this is 100 percent the norm her experience here you know just cowardice really 
What? I don't know. I don't. I can't. Really, we don't know what to do. You, 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 you. Just go away. Just go away. Like all the others, just go away. You took the shot. You're responsible. Just go away. Just keep your mouth shut. It's in your head. Yeah. Um. I'm just out here to let you know, guys. If you wind up like me, there's no help. Nope. None. It's just no help out there. You're basically on your own. So. She has a, a the the little time she has remaining is going to be just agony, most likely, and a steady descent downhill. She's one. She'll be one of the ones that are killed. Um, she probably won't make it another year. I'd be very surprised. But again, what are they predicting? Well, according to the oil. The, the lady that was in the um, the oil and gas industry, and she was vetted. She's who she said she was. The video I played last week, they're predicting a 100% death rate of their vaccinated employees in the next three years. So this is going to be absolutely the normal. And there's going to be too many of them to help. And they're probably all going to be treated in a very similar manner. Before you decide... To take that injection, I just beg of you to hear my words loud and clear. There's no help from the medical world. Me being in the healthcare for as long as I have, I have been completely failed by our healthcare system. And so have the other ladies in my group. I'm Boy, my speech is a little bit bad today, but I'm having a really difficult time. I've taken all of the medicine that I could take, and it has calmed me down a little bit, but I'm still pretty flared up, as I guess you could say. So I just want to tell y'all, thank y'all for the support. And the continued prayers, I need them as I get through this nightmare. I'm just so over it. My body is tired. My mind is tired. My family is tired. Everybody is just tired of this. It's just starting. We're just at the beginning. It's not going to go away. What she's dealing with, unless God heals her, which I hope he does. I pray he does. I mean... God bless her and all these other people suffering like this. But this is why it's so important not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Because this is a result of being ignorant of Satan's devices and being destroyed for lack of knowledge. This is a direct byproduct of that. And I'm not saying that in a condemning mean way. God bless her. I have nothing but love for her. I just... She, her times now, millions upon millions upon millions. All the other ones that got the the, the kill shot. Their, their day's coming too. I just don't know when it's going to end. I have um, almost come to accepting that this is my new life. So, here we are. It's now been four months. And... I have no more answers than I had that night. I showed up at the ER and spent five days in the hospital. So, God bless all of you out there. 
and thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Poor baby. God bless her. Oh, it's horrible. See why I've been screaming about this for so long. I knew this kills. I knew the vaccine. There's going to be a big one. I knew this was what was going to. That's why I did that tour back in 06 when the avion flew. It's even worse than I thought. I don't have time to play this next clip in this one. So we're going to go to part three. And uh, God bless you and see you in part three.